Welcome to the Kingdom Minded Mompreneur, where we, Becky and Monique, your new biz besties, both busy moms just like you. We're here to talk all things network marketing, mom life, and how to truly live out your calling. We'll be dropping two episodes each week to help you, the busy mompreneur, know the exact strategies to build both your business and your home. You'll hear each week from one of the top network marketers on their best tips for what's led to their success and what's working now. We know that you're here because you are called to something more. You have a desire to succeed in both your business and at home, and we are going to teach you how. If you love what you hear here on the podcast and want to be one of our success stories, join us inside our community, The Kingdom Minded Mompreneur, where we provide a daily social media action plan, additional resources, kingdom coaching, and more. Click the show notes for the link to join. So let's get into the episode. Hello, friends. Welcome back to another podcast episode of the Kingdom Minded Mompreneur. Myself, Becky Baxter. I'm sitting down with Monique. Hey, girl. Hey, Becky. And we are going to be doing part two of our three-part series where we're talking about what the network marketing industry won't tell you. And so we've been giving a little disclaimer before diving into the content because we don't want for any reason anyone to question our heart, to hear um, something and be you know, confused by anything that we're sharing because we love this industry. I mean, it has changed my life. It's changed Monique's life. You can be sure if you have not listened to the previous episode where we do part one of this series that you go back because it kind of kicks off this conversation. And, you know, we feel like there are a couple of things that we really wanted to shine light on. And, It's not because we're trying to, you know, have anyone feel a sense of shame or a sense of, you know, regret or frustration, but more a sense of, we want to call you higher. You know, we want you to feel equipped. We want you to feel proud. We want you to feel excited. We want you to feel even a sense of relief, you know, given we're kind of giving you a permission slip in a sense um, of the things that we have. We're like, we've been there. We've coached people who have been there. We have, you know, heard the ups and downs and the messy and the magical. And we want to walk through your time in this industry with you and help build you up. So today our conversation is going to be unpacking what is actually required? So tell me your thoughts, Monique, on what do you think the industry as a whole is not telling people that is truly required in order to have success? Well, the short answer would be hard work, (laughs) consistency. (laughs) But I think when it comes to recruiting, you know, there's a lot of noise on social media with recruiting. And so some people do this well, where they are very real about what's required and they have those kinds of conversations with people. But I think there is this lie that it's this laptop lifestyle and you just have to work, you know, just scroll through social media on your phone and you're going to make a million dollars and all this other stuff that is just not true. And so I think that there is an element of, 
you know, if someone is portraying social selling in a certain light and then someone joins, say they join your team and then they get on your team and they realize, oh, this is hard work. This is a numbers game. This is a lot of conversations, a lot of inviting, a lot of consistently showing up on social media, a lot of posting, all those kinds of things and a lot of no's. And so I think that when it comes to what's actually required, there are two things that I think are really important. One is that there has to be an honest conversation when you recruit about the work that is involved. And it doesn't have to be hours and hours and hours, but it does have to be consistent work. I think that that needs to be one conversation. But I think the other thing is the person who you have to become. Because anybody who is successful in a network marketing business, they have been told no over and over and over and over again. And they have been, you know, had people who disagreed with them, who told them they were in a scam, who told them, you know, whatever, all the reasons why this was wrong. (laughs) And there's just so many things that you have to have that willingness to keep persevering and keep pushing through that I think when you look at those who are successful, because we've been able to coach a lot of women who are in this position, like when you look at those who are successful, it's those who have been able to push through the hard. Mm, Yes, 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 yes. And I feel like they're equipped and prepared and they expect it. You know, it's like expect the, the hard, like you said. And I think too, you know, like you said, having those honest conversations, like when you're recruiting, but even once you, like if someone signs up during that onboarding process, also helping them identify what success looks like for them. And it's not to say that the success has to always be what they tell you on that first call or whatever, but helping them establish, okay, cool. Like if this is what you want out of it, right? If someone's like, man, you know, I know you've been able to do all of these things, But like, I really just need, you know, I would love for my daughter to be able to go to private school. And that requires, you know, $1,000 a month to pay tuition. Like, how can I make that amount, right? And so then that kind of gives you this framework of saying, okay, you know, cool, that is more than possible. I can totally help you do that. Here is what I am doing currently, right? Here's, Here's where I am at. And it has taken a lot of work and a lot of effort, but it is possible for you too. Like it is available for you too. And so let's sit down together and see if we can come up with, you know, a schedule or a routine or action steps, you know, those IPAs, which is what we have in our community. Like we literally in our membership, give people like a framework, right? And that's what you need to do. You need to start people off and say like, hey, here is the output. Here's what you're going to have to do to get those results. Like, is this something that you're willing to work towards or you're willing to do? Or do you think maybe we should start a little smaller? Or do you feel like you can put more in, right? Could you do more? And so I think having that conversation in the beginning, getting them, you know, setting this like standard or this bar of, okay, cool. Like this is your version of success. Okay, let's get you working towards that. And then, of course, over time, organically, right, because of the industry, because of recognition, because of the shiny things, they may decide, oh, I there's more out there. There's more I want to work towards. Right. And determining, you know, are they willing to actually put in the work right to get to maybe those bigger things? Yeah. And I think your onboarding is really where all of this starts, because one of the things that we teach our coaching clients is one of the things we talk about is having a, 
you know, kind of like an interview and this may not make sense to some people or they might feel like, oh, well, I don't need that. And there are a thousand ways that you can recruit and a thousand ways that you can onboard. So we're not going to sit here and say we have like the one way, but <laughs> something that we do teach is you really need to have a conversation with every single person who comes onto your team, finding out their goals and then finding out, you know, what is it going to take in order to help them achieve that and being very honest with them about what is required. And we were able to sit down with Connie Sanchez on a previous podcast episode. And I love something that she said, and she was talking about this topic of, you know, when you bring people onto your team and the phrase she said was to help them to understand they need to discipline their disappointments or you discipline your disappointments. Yeah. Yeah. Of just, you know, reminding people like you're going to have moments where literally you might be, okay, I'm just going to paint the scenario. Let's say you join the company, you have been watching somebody on social media for the last four years. And you're like, okay, I really want to join her company. I, you know, I love everything that she stands for. You hop on a call with her. She's like, yes, here's everything that it's about. You join the company and you immediately, okay, after you sign up, and you're thinking about maybe your first post, you're getting really excited, you immediately call your mom. And you're like, hey, mom, I have just joined X company. And your mom is like, what are you doing? That is a terrible (laughs) idea. Who do you think you are? You're not a salesperson. Those businesses don't work. The majority of people in those businesses don't make money. You know, you're never going to be good at that. Don't embarrass yourself on social media. Okay. And all of a sudden there's been like this deflated Mm. part of you. That's like, oh man, well, I was excited or I thought this was going to pay for private school or I thought this was going to pay for my daughter's ballet. And You know, like all of those thoughts might come to your mind. And so you have to recognize that this is what it's like when you are onboarding people. Like when you are bringing people onto your team, they're getting hit with disappointment after disappointment after disappointment. And maybe they're reaching out and they nervously share with somebody about the business opportunity and that person tells them no. And then they share with the second person and that person tells them no. And then all of a sudden they're like, this isn't for me. I can't do this. I'm going to quit. Okay. But the if you had done things differently, where as a leader, if you remind them and you tell them, Hey, I'm so excited that you are signing up and joining my team, but I just want to give you a realistic picture that within the first couple of weeks of you joining, like you're already going to have people that are going to tell, you, no, you're going to have people who are close to you, who are going to not understand what you're doing. Your best friend, your sister, your cousin, whatever might give you, you know, all kinds of reasons why you will not be successful. But I want to encourage you that those things are normal and you need to keep pushing through. So what are your thoughts, Becky, on just really giving people a realistic expectation? Yeah. I mean, I feel like when people come into the industry and they, I mean, for starters, the majority of people don't know what they don't know, right? Like it's a new experience. They kind of stumble in or they're like, Hey, maybe I'll give it a try. You know, kind of like, I don't know. We'll see, you know, what happens. And I just feel like if someone is equipped or I guess kind of like given this heads up, right? Because you already know they're going to have resistance. You already know you, you experience it even now. I mean, even now, right? Like I have, you know, been a number one recruiter in a company. I have been a number like four in developing leaders two years in a row. I've been the top of a company. And even still today, people tell me, no, (laughs) people question my decisions 
And you know, you you kind of sometimes want to be like, how how are they still questioning me? Like, wait, I want to give another disclaimer. Neither of us are in a company currently. You're oh, talking yes, about yeah. other things. <laughs> yes, we are. I am no longer in the inside of the industry. I want to support people who are there, right? And be and give them the tools that I you know it took for me to achieve those things. And I just feel like I, I just the the concept of preparing someone, right? Like you wouldn't send someone out to, I don't know, play tennis and be like, hey, um, here is, you know, let's go play tennis in high heels and you don't have a racket and you're going to have, I mean, you know, like they're not going to, or like prepare for battle. Like someone's like, go out and be at a sword fight. You're not like, hey, here's like a wooden sword. Like they're going to be killed. Like, you know, there's no breastplate. There's no, they're not armed and equipped for the battle. It's a little dramatic, but I just feel like the best thing that you can do is be honest and upfront and and saying like, hey, this is available to you, but you're going to have resistance. You're going to be prepared so that when it happens, they're like, oh, Becky told me about this. Oh, you, you know, you prepared them. Okay, cool. Like she said, this would happen and that's okay. Right. It might hurt our feelings. It might, you know, you know, strike a chord if it's someone we really care about, but instead it's like, you know what, that's okay because the reason why I'm doing this, right? You got to help them establish in the very beginning, why are they doing this? What does it look like? And what are they going to have to face in order to get to that other side? And so I think just having a process that you walk people through is just such a priority. We've, I mean, literally spent a ton of time just now talking about onboarding and, and interviewing and even thinking too, you know, if you were to look down the road five years from now and you're hanging out by the pool at a, um, you know, either a retreat, like a leader retreat, or you're hanging out on a company incentive trip, like wouldn't you want to kind of like interview before someone or kind of know a little bit about that person before you go on vacation with them or before you're like staying in a house with them? It's not to say we're like leaving people out, but it's like if you have this vision for your life and you have this goal of where you want to go, unfortunately, not everyone is going to get to go with you on that trip, right? There's a reason why success is hard. Because it's an exclusive place that is only available to those who are willing to put in the work. And so I just want to encourage you, like, that's why we say that. It's not to say don't recruit people or don't be like, they can't join my team. But, you know, I've had people that I've recruited that were so negative and just drained my energy, you know, so many questions, every little thing. And I put too much time and effort into helping them when it wasn't that I didn't want to help them. But really, I could have had a system in place that would support the questions. And later, right, I developed those things like an FAQ for my team page or different stuff, right? And I just think that you'll learn those things over time. Like the more you recruit, the more confident you'll become with that onboarding. And and as you're developing leaders and helping others, you'll learn from it. It's like a trial and error thing. You know, you're going to continually evolve and change. But at the end of the day you got to be honest. You got to, I mean, you know, it's like if someone wants to work the business, they need to know what they're getting into. Yeah. And I think another thing as far as what's actually required is recognizing that it is a numbers game. Mm. It doesn't mean that you look at people like their numbers. That's not what we're trying to say, but it is a numbers game, meaning the higher the volume of conversations that you're having, people that you're connecting with, people that you're reaching out to, the higher that number is, the higher your success is. And what that means is, for example, statistically across the board, 
if you have 10 conversations with someone about the business opportunity, out of those 10 conversations, one person will tell you yes. And so if someone doesn't know that and they reach out to seven people and they're like, every single person has told me, no, this isn't for me, you know, all the lies I just shared with you versus if they reach out to nine people and they're like, okay, all these people have told me no, one more person to my yes. Like they know it's a numbers yes. game. And so it's yeah. like, if you want to recruit two people in a month, you need to have 20 conversations about the business. If you want to recruit three people in a month, you need to have 30 conversations about the business. And we'll take this a step further and say that you are probably not talking to as many people as you think you are. Mm -hmm. And we know this because when we started our coaching program, we started tracking, we had our clients start tracking their conversations and how many conversations they were having and then how many people that they would recruit. And inevitably, every single time they were like, oh my goodness, I thought I was doing this. I thought I was talking to a lot of people, but it wasn't until they were actually tracking it that they realized, wow, I was way underestimating the amount of conversations I was having. And that is why if you're someone that you're like, why am I not recruiting? Why am I not adding people to my team? Most likely you are not talking to enough people. Yes. And that's part of my story. I'm not going to get into it, but I kept being like, what's wrong with me? Like, why am I not achieving these things that other people like? I'm fun. I'm doing the work. I thought I was talking to all these people and turns out I wasn't. <laughs> the first month that I tracked like business invites, quote unquote, um, it was, I think I had like messaged, or I think it was like six people. Right. And, and I very quickly realized like, Oh, like there's not something wrong with me, but there is some, a way that I can fix this problem. And so, yeah, for sure. hundred percent numbers, numbers, numbers. And I would say too, putting the blinders on because I think one of my favorite pictures that it's probably out there on the internet, you could probably Google it and find it. But, um, there's a picture of Michael Phelps winning, uh, you know, yet another like Olympic, whatever, right? Like another swimming race, like he won it. But in the picture, what's so powerful about it is the person beside him is maybe like three seconds off. But in the picture, he's looking at Michael Phelps and he likely could have beat him had he not been looking to see what he was doing or where he was. Because I think that guy probably thought he was winning and looking to see like what the person beside him was doing. And the reason why I think this is so powerful is same thing we talked about, you know, and kind of have brought up before is like your version of success should not be dependent on the nose that you get should not be dependent on what someone thinks about the industry or your company or the products you sell. It should not be dependent on your upline. No offense. You know, their goal is to paint a picture of what is possible for you and help you reach for your goal. Not to say, here's what you should be chasing after, right? But instead saying, put your blinders on. This is what I'm after in this season. Go after it and don't worry about what everyone is doing around you. Like if you don't care about the incentive trip, that's fine. If you happen to earn it or you're like at the end of the year or the end of the earning period and you're like, oh shoot, I'm like 2,000 points off, which is maybe $2,000 or one qualified recruit. Yeah, go after it, like chase after it, earn that incentive trip, do whatever. But if that is not your primary focus and you know, like I'm trying to earn the X amount or I'm trying to pay for this or I'm trying to whatever, that is what you need to focus on. Thanks so much for listening to the Kingdom Minded Mompreneur. If you loved what you heard today, could you stop and give us a five-star rating and review? 
It helps our visibility on podcasting platforms so others like you can hear more of this message. Also, if this episode encouraged you, we would love for you to pass it along to your own biz bestie and anyone else who could benefit. Lastly, don't forget that if you want to hang out with us just a little bit more, join us inside the Kingdom-Minded Mompreneur community. Click the link in the show notes. Bye for now.